Welcome to the All Things Reality TV podcast. My name's Champagne and I'm joined with my co-host Laith and today we are joined with a super special guest from Big Brother 23. Laith, tell us a little bit about our guest today. All right, so with Survivor 42 wrapping up last week, it is officially Big Brother season in the reality TV world with BB24 right around the corner. It is the perfect time to talk with our second BB23 house guest. So she came into the Big Brother house and was first placed into the Aces team along with Whitney, Brent, and Derek X. During the first week, she was a part of the formation of the historic Cookout Alliance, which went on to steamroll through the game. Outside of the cookout, her close alliances with Tiffany, Derek X, and Claire helped push her further into the game. After winning the first double eviction HOH, she was able to put the final nail in the coffin, securing the cookout's mission of accomplishing the first black winner in Big Brother history. Please welcome Hannah Chaya to the All Things Reality TV podcast. Hannah, what's going on? Oh my gosh, thank you for that introduction. That was so nice. I'm good, Lace and Champagne. How are you guys? Oh, so excited. We love you. I mean, yeah, everything. Yeah. the coolest name. Oh, thank Sorry, you. Just to, just to point that out there, Lathan and Champagne. The, I thank like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It means baby lion. <laughs> you said what? It means uh, baby lion? It means, yeah, baby lion in Arabic. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Wait, what country yeah. um, is your family from? Uh, Morocco and Palestine. Okay, so a fellow African. My mom is South African. Yes. Hey. Yes. Hey. In the building. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. We're super hyped to have you. Hannah is our youngest guest that we've had on this show. Uh, no shade to our other guests that we've had. Love all of them, but this is the first time we are a Gen Z run podcast. So to have another fellow Gen Z with us here, I'm super hyped. I know Champagne's super hyped. We've been dying to have her on. Um. So yeah, I'm super excited. I can't wait to get into the nitty gritty. Get your opinions on the your Big Brother season, the post-Big Brother season, and what's coming up for you in the future. Mm, okay, let's get into it. I, I'm obsessed with Big Brother, um, and I think it's interesting because with some house guests that I've spoken to, um, after their season, they just can't digest Big Brother again. Like, even if they came into their season as a super fan... For some reason, it's too traumatic for them. Um, I guess watching Big Brother just brings up a lot of like unresolved feelings and unprocessed trauma. So they 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 no longer watch the show. And wow. then with the other half of house guests that I've spoken to, because they've gotten the chance to play the game, that gives them a new perspective when analyzing and dissecting the show. So they still keep up with the show. It's just interesting how you have some people who are like, no, I will no longer watch that show. I don't even know what Big Brother is. And then you have the <laughs> other half that's like, no, 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 give me more, give me more. Like this is, I kept up with Celebrity Big Brother, watched live feeds, was on Twitter, watched every single episode. Um, and then I kept up with BB Can 10. That was my first time watching a season of Big Brother Canada. Um, and it was cool because Brayden lives with me and so does Austin from BB Can 9. So they were giving me like the inside scoop about their season and they were giving me the inside scoop about their house. Um, and I plan on doing just the same for BB24 because I I am hooked. I am. Wait, you said Brayden and Austin live with you now? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're roommates. That's crazy. Leith and I both watched Big Brother 9, Big Brother Canada 9. Mm -hmm. We watched the live yeah. feeds. Huge 
Canada fans. And I remember watching the live feeds. I was a, and I'm not even just saying this, like I genuinely mean it. I loved Brayden, Austin, Rohan, and Kyle. I was, I was rooting for that four. So that, that's so crazy. I did not know that. Wow. I was obsessed with Austin. Yeah. Honestly, the most Robbed Preacher, in my opinion, ever. I was obsessed yeah. with her. I was so pissed when she went home. I love her so much. So I can't believe you live with her. That's crazy. Uh, I also love Brayden, too. But I was a huge Austin fan, for sure. I will let them know that you said that. She's a queen. <laughs> He's a king. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you were a Big Brother fan before coming on. So what was your casting process like from your audition tape to getting the call to when you got your official Big Brother key? Yeah. Okay. So I can't give you specifics because of my contract, but basically um, I got COVID in January of 2021 and I had never, I had heard of the show Big Brother and I think I'd seen a couple episodes in passing, but if you asked me to explain what Big Brother was, I wouldn't have been able to do so before January of 2021. Wow. And then I got sick. And of course, back then you had to quarantine for a full 14 days. So I was just in my room by myself with nothing to do. And um, my sister was like, oh, Brandy from Housewives and Candy from Housewives are on Celebrity Big Brother. So we should start watching Celebrity Big Brother at the same time. So we started with Celebrity Big Brother. I did the first season in a day, 13 episodes, did the second season in like that night. So I just stayed up for like a full 26 hours and binged both seasons. And then I was like, oh my gosh, is there no Celebrity Big Brother 3? I was like scouring the internet. And then I thought, okay, maybe I'll try to find Celebrity Big Brother UK. Couldn't get that on my TV because I didn't know that VPNs were a thing. So I was like, oh my gosh, is there just no more Big Brother left for me to watch? And then I realized that there was like an actual version of the show and it wasn't just Celebrity Big Brother. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll start from the most recent season and work my way back. So I started with All Stars. and Oh, that's a terrible no, season to start on. <laughs> well, it spoils I'm it. actually glad I started with it because it just, for me, my experience just kept getting better and better because that was my baseline. I didn't have anything to compare it to. So I was like, this is so good. And again, I didn't know <laughs> who Cody was. I didn't know who... Um, I didn't really know who Janelle was. Sorry, Janelle. I didn't know who Kaser was. I didn't know who any of these people were. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that, you know, they were, um, that some of them, some of the the members of the committee were problematic until um, Christmas blew up on Davon and Bailey. And I think from that mm-hmm. point, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't really m- mess with the committee alliance with the exception of Cody and Enzo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course I loved Ian um and I loved Javon and Bailey Uh, I loved loved them fell in love with them they were actually the main reason why I continued watching the show um because then I went back to Bailey's original season watched 20 um and then I went back to Javon's original season 17 and then I watched 18 because I heard that Javon uh was coming back as a returnee and then I went to 19 because I really liked Paul on their first season. Then I watched, uh, you know, their returning season. And then I watched 21 and I was like, ew, what is this? And then I watched 16. And no, I really did not like um, anyone on 21 with right. the exception of Cliff's Angels. 
um, the first three members of jury, so Ovi, David, and Kemi, all of them were robbed. Um, but then in the post-jury phase, Cliff's Angels and Tommy were like the only ones that I messed with. Everyone else was yeah. just a giant flop. Um, Wait, you said you do like Tommy, right? I said I do. Oh, he came on our podcast. I love Tommy. Oh, he did. I love Tommy. He's, he's, he definitely has a larger than life personality, oh, but both he and I are dancers. So whenever we talk, we talk about like technique and ballet and jazz and Broadway, and we just have a lot in common. Um, and he's, he's always smiling, always in high spirits. Oh, there's a coyote on the street. Interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 21, big disappointment. Then I went yep. back and watched 16 and I was like, okay, gameplay wise, this is pretty predictable, but it had Frankie Grande on it. And then, um, uh, Victoria. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Victoria. <laughs> I love her. I'm a fan. <laughs> she's my I'm, I'm a Victoria stan but I was like how did homegirl get on this show Literally. um so I loved I loved the personalities on 16 the gameplay not so much I love Zach Rance mm-hmm. he was one of my favorites Zach Rance Zanky um you know Co- Cody was nice to look at on season 16 and then of course you had Beast Mode Cowboy who was just all types of nuts and then you had Amber, my queen, another Rob Free Jerry member. Yes. Um, you had Donnie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like season sixteen <gasps> was just Donnie. filled with such gems. Um, even with like the the members of Free Jerry, you had Joey. Um, you Joey. had Devin. Like, I think <laughs> the only person who's had a more chaotic HOA train than Frenchie was probably Devin. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yes. And then I just worked my way backwards. I watched fifteen. Um, besides Alyssa and Helen, we don't talk about 15. Um, then watched 14, and I was like, Dan Giesling, you're brilliant. Literally. But Ian Terry, if I, if honestly, okay, so Devon and Bailey gave me the confidence that I needed to apply, but I remember watching Ian and being like, if I am ever on this show, and this was before I decided to apply, I was mm-hmm. like, if I'm ever on this show, this is probably who I would play like because there are so many similarities there. Love Ian. Um, and I did have a pretty similar trajectory. The only difference was when Ian was about to get sent home, he won that veto. When I was about to get sent home, I did not win that veto. Um, <laughs> but I think we had pretty similar paths, to be honest. Like I, I can think yeah. of um, quite a few similarities and not many differences. Um, yeah. Like he had protection from Boogie. I had protection from Tiff. He ended up forming a really strong bond with like Danielle and Shane and Dan. And, you know, I had my tight bonds with Tiffany, DX and Claire. And then um, he ended up becoming part of this Quack Pack Alliance. And he kind of worked his way um, through the ranks from the bottom to the top. And then he ended up winning. I did not. But um, (laughs) the thought was there. The thought was there. But yeah, Yeah. huge fan. That was a very long winded answer, but huge fan. So then once you had that that big phase, though, that was over COVID, you said, when you first got into Big Brother. For oh, me, that yeah. One, yeah, so then comes around for BB23 about a year and a half later. What was that casting like from what you can tell us? from what, How was yeah. it like for putting your application together when a producer called you? And then when you got your key, what was that like from what you can tell us? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I can give you specifics about the timeline. But okay. what I will tell you is... Um, my sister was like, oh, Hannah, you turned 21 right before the season starts, which means that you're eligible by literally 
uh, two weeks. I think the cutoff was like two weeks after my birthday. So she was like, this is perfect. She's going to school to be an art director slash digital media producer. And she was in a dig- she was in a digital media production class at the time. So she was like, let me film your video. Let me style you. Let me do the lighting. Let me like write out your talking points. Let me edit it and submit it for you. I had no hand in my application. She wrote out my application for me. She filmed my video, edited it, submitted it. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, if anything, this is just like a fun little um, activity for me to do with my sister. And then about a month later, I got my first um, text from an unknown number. And they said, hey, we're um, with production on the show Big Brother. And I was like, this has got to be a prank. Like, this is probably one of my friends. Um, and then I followed up with them. We had a phone interview that day. And then we had um, a Zoom interview the next week, but then my file got lost. So we had to film it again the following week. And then right after that, I made semifinals, had to go through like um, this medical process. I had to get a physical done. I had to, um, let's see, do my psych eval. I think there were like three portions of the psych evaluation. And then from there, I was cleared to be a finalist. And then I had my big meeting with all of like the executive producers who work um, on Big Brother and then for CBS. And that was a bit daunting because you're just like this, you know, head on a screen and you have all these important people in the Zoom room, but you can't even see them. And they're asking you all these questions and you have to be on top of it with your answers and you have to sound interesting and you have to make them laugh. And I don't think I've ever been that nervous for anything in my life, like not even Mm, to go on the show. Yeah. And then there was just like little paperwork stuff that I had to get done in between that and getting my official call from production. But it was a good like two months because I was in the first wave of applicants. It was a good two months before I knew for sure that I was going to be on the show. Um, And then, of course, they come to your house, they film you getting your key. I didn't know I was leaving that day. I thought that they were going to leave. And I thought I was going to be like, okay, bye. See you in a couple of days. And then they were like, okay, so uh, your suitcase is ready, right? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, your flight leaves in two and a half hours. You have to go. And I was like in the middle. Oh, my God. I had just sat down to eat with them. And they were like, yeah, you got to go. So then my South African aunties, they were like shoving food in my mouth as I left. (laughs) Um, and it was raining really hard and, um, my dad was crying and my sister was crying and I felt so bad. And that was like the last image that I had in my mind of my family. Um, but then got to LA quarantined for, I think 10 days. Um, and you aren't allowed to leave your room at all um, with the exception of one day where we did press. Yeah. Um, so I would like, I would call up production and be like, oh, I need water or like, oh, I need this or, oh, I need that. Not because I actually needed that stuff, but just because I wanted someone to talk to. Um, so they would come downstairs <laughs> to drop it off. And I'd be like, oh, so tell me about your day. Or I'd call up and when I ordered food, um, people, they would like, they would try to hang up and be like, okay, thanks. We'll like place an order for food. And I'd be like, no, no can you please talk to me, please? And I just watched the same movie every single day. I watched 10 Things I Hate About You. And um, of course, I was like, Heath Ledger, I'm obsessed with you. And then one of the PAs was like, well, one of your house guests kind of looks like Heath Ledger. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Who was that talking about, Travis? Travis. And I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bootleg version. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I remember, 
I did ask, you know, quite a few questions before coming into the house. I don't know if it's the like inquisitive uh, part of me or if it's Doris and me, who knows? I just like to know exactly what I'm getting into. So I was being so annoying with the handler that was assigned to me on the day of move-in. I was like, okay, um, so guys, wives, does anyone look like he's like? And then she was like, yeah, I, I'd say two of them kind of, you know, are reminiscent of him. And I was like, two? Okay, but it doesn't even matter because I'm not here for a showman. Um, <laughs> but I can still, you know, admire whatever. And then I asked like, oh, are there any other black people? And she was like, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I was fully expecting there to just be three of us in total, including me, who's mixed. I was like, okay, there's probably going to be like two fully black, sorry, two fully black people. And then there might be two biracial people, including myself. And she was like, yeah, yeah, no, there there are quite a few of you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Quite a few means more than two. Uh, Little did I know I would be walking into six. Um, And then I asked like, oh, are there any other um, Asian people in the house? And she was like, yeah, one. Um, and I really like him. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we ended up being on the same team. Um, and then I asked like, oh, is there anyone from the Midwest? She said a couple of people, obviously X and Tiff. Um, and I, oh, and then she said there was one girl who just looked like a model, like could have graced the cover of Vogue. And when I walked in, Aza was one of the first people that I saw. So like she was gorgeous. Fir- one of the first people that my eyes were just like, yeah. Boom, and I was like, okay, this is this is the Vogue model. Yeah. No, yeah. when I met her at Hearts of Reality, I literally was like starstruck. Like she is like literally the most gorgeous yes. person I have like yes. ever seen. I, I'm just. I'm obsessed with her and her whole family is beautiful. I, I don't know what her mom and her dad did to their genetic pool, but they just <laughs> kept cranking out these like flawless babies. I, so yes, um, long story short, that was my casting process. And somehow we ended up on, uh, oh, and then my eyes immediately did dart to Travis because Travis was not wearing shoes. And I was like, he wasn't wearing <laughs> shoes going into the house. but then it made sense with this whole like oh i'm from hawaii i'm a surfer like (laughs) listen but yeah those are the two people uh who's who like my attention just immediately went to Aza for great reasons travis for you know some party yeah. But um, Tra- Travis is fun. Travis is fun. He's hilarious. He kept us so entertained during that first week, and his presence was missed. Um, and then Aza, of course, is just the queen. She's the queen of the season, along with Ted. Yeah. And you. Yeah. Um, and you. Yeah, of course. I'm the princess. Yourself. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the baby sis. I'm the baby sis. I'm the princess. So then pre um, Big Brother, when you guys are doing your press, the one thing we noticed about you and why you were listed as me and Champagne's winner pick along with Xavier going into the season was how strategic you were in your answers. Um, You would give such in-depth strategic answers to what they were asking. Your your bio was like paragraphs long, whereas like someone like Brent's was like two sentences. So going into that season, we saw that you had that strategic mindset. 
what was going through your head? What was your strategy walking into that house during that live move-in? What were you trying to do to build the foundation to make it through all the way to the end? Yeah, okay. So um, going into that house, I very much, like, down to what I wore throughout my appearance of being the baby sister. I wanted them to feel emotionally attached to me. I wanted everyone to go, oh, my God, remind me so much back home. Um, so it's going to be that much harder for me to cut you down the line. But me, on the other hand, I wasn't going to get attached to anyone. So that was that. like my broad strategy. Um, before I saw the other members of the cookout, I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to lie about my occupation. I'm obviously going to downplay my strategic um, intellectual chops. I'm not going to let them know what I'm really studying. I'm going to play this character. That's just fun to be around. All of the girls want me to style them. All of the guys want me to style them. Um, everyone's going to come to me for fashion advice. And I'm just going to be this lighthearted presence in the house. I'm going to teach people how to do TikTok dances. I'm really going to lean into me being like the Gen Z representation, um, which is funny because I wasn't even really on TikTok before the season. But besides <laughs> the point, um, my more specific strategy was I wanted to surround myself with a core alliance of people whose strengths would have compensated for my weaknesses. So I wanted to be in a core four and I can tell you who would have filled those niches now. Obviously I didn't get to do that because of the cookout, um, but I would have wanted to have um, someone at the helm who was not afraid to be like the face of the alliance, but also our biggest shield because of their ego. Like I, I wanted to be able to manipulate behind the scenes in such a subtle way that people didn't even realize I was planting seeds in their heads. Like I didn't want the credit for anything. I wanted this mm -hmm. egotistical captain to take the, to want to take the credit for everything. Um, so that if we were ever targeted, they would go first. Um, I didn't necessarily want to keep this alliance a secret. Um, but that was the whole purpose of having that shield. And in hindsight, I can tell you that that position would have probably been um, filled by Kai. And then I mm. wanted to have yeah, someone who, and I've told him this before. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> and then I wanted to have someone who um, was a comp beast, preferably a guy, um, but who would have also been very loyal. Now, in hindsight, um, that would have either been filled by Christian or Derek X because of the team twist. I guess that position would have been filled with Derek X because I was closer to him than I was to Christian. But let's just yeah. say there was no team twist. I do think that Christian would have maybe questioned things less. So if, you know, we said like, Christian, this is what you need to do. You need to use the beetle on this person. He would have done it no questions asked, whereas DX would have definitely analyzed it more mm -hmm. and been like, hmm, but is this good for my game? No, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Um, so either DX or Christian. And then last but not least, um, I would have wanted a girl uh, with a phenomenal social game. So was able to get along with girls well, was able to get along with guys well. And um, in hindsight, I think that person would have been Alyssa. And her and I also have the same sense of humor. We bonded very well during week one. We had Enzo's Angels. That was an alliance. That, that was a final two that was started like night one, I think. She was the person who I felt most connected to. But unfortunately, because of the team twist and because DX and Christian didn't get along in the game, um, that kind of drove us apart. But then we found our way mm -hmm. back to each other at the end. And I can confidently say that if um, the cookout wasn't a thing, I would have probably taken Alyssa to the end over to 
over DF. Wow, sloppy seconds. To win. Hello. Sloppy seconds. And I mean, I would have, Claire and I before, um, in like the days or weeks before she left, we were like, okay, if we get to final four, you and I have to realize that we're not winning sitting next to Tiff or Derek X. Of course, this was before she knew about the cookout. Um, so her and I were like, it would make sense for us to take each other, but we're going to put a pin on this because of course we have to get us four to the end. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really had a final two with half the cast. <laughs> and I would have had to split both. We would have had to work for DX. We would have had to work for TIFF. But if I was sitting in final two with Alyssa, she would have probably had X. She would have probably had Sarah Beth. She would have probably had uh, Big D. Um, and she maybe would have even had Brittany. I would have had DX, Claire, TIFF, and Aza, I think. So then Kai would have just been the deciding vote. It would have been a lot um, more of like a level playing field if mm-hmm. I was sitting mm-hmm. next to Alyssa at the end. But that was my strategy, essentially, to surround myself with those core three people. And then I wanted to pull in two people on the periphery, sort of like a bomb squad detonator situation, but a lot smaller and more contained. Um, and those two people would have been Tiff and Claire, a tight female duo. I connected with Tiff right off the bat. Um, I connected with Claire. It took us a bit uh, longer to develop our connection, but I just remember being very um, attracted to the way that she was moving in the game and she was just a great presence to be around. So that would have been my ideal six. And what's funny is coming out of the game, um, people asked me like, oh, if not for the cookout, who would have been your final six? And I was like, oh, easy. DX, Claire, Tiff, um, Kai, and Alyssa, the agency plus Alyssa. And I was like, huh, that's so interesting because those are the six that I would have worked with on day one. Mm-hmm. But because of the cookout, um, within the six, not all of us could play actively. So me, um, I'm not even going to count Big D because if you were to ask Big D, Big D would say he played a very active game. Right. He, <laughs> he, played, he definitely played into his strengths. He knew that he wasn't going to win anything. So he had to be the the person that people didn't take seriously. And because of that, everyone wanted to bring him to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how he got there. And that is any strategy is a strategy as long as you own it. But with me and Aza, we knew that we couldn't be super active players. We had to take a more like passive backseat role within the cookout, um, especially because I was the last person to be added in. And I knew that they weren't telling me information because I was, I was very much like, okay, there's no way that these people are being told the same amount of information that I'm being told. Otherwise, like this isn't an alliance. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I, I, I think I'm being left out here. Um, and um, I think within two and a half weeks, they were like, okay, yeah, that was your trial period. We just wanted to see if you could hang on to information. And, you know, that's, that's understandable because if, like, if a 16, 17, 18-year-old walked into that house, I'd very much be like, we can have their back, but we have to move cautiously. We have to tread lightly around them because yeah. we don't know where their true loyalties lie. We don't know if, if they quite understand the mission. We don't, we just don't know. We don't know too much mm-hmm. about them. So we kind of have to operate on the assumption that they're just like any other 18 year old and they were very much operating on the assumption that I was just like any other 21 year old and that's fair and that's why I don't hold anything against them but within two and a half weeks Tiff told me about the master plan and I think it was from that point that I was like officially a member of the cookout and as soon as she told me that master plan within a day I went up to her and I was like okay Tiff I've thought of 59 scenarios can we talk about every single one of them and she was like okay why didn't we bring her in sooner um, yeah. Yeah. So from then on, 
um, I feel like I did work my way up from the bottom of the line, sorry, from the bottom of the alliance to a pretty solid position where you had Tiff who wanted to bring me far, you had Xavier who wanted to bring me far, you had Kylan who was locked into this final four between him, X, me, and Tiff. And I was like starting to work on my relationships with the Jokers and then the second HOH happened and that kind of messed things up because um, if there's one thing about me, I'm, I'm a stick by Tiff. And yeah. I'm not sure if that cost me the game. I don't know if they were always going to send me home, but it certainly didn't make things easier for me. And then, you know, by the end of the season, I was like, well, maybe I should have just not rolled with the cookout. No, I'm starstruck. <laughs> like hearing you talk about your strategy, that is like, we've asked people that all the time. That was the most thought out, like, explanation ever. And I feel like that's why Leif, so yeah. when the yeah. cast comes out, Leif and I do a podcast and we're like, okay, this is where we think everyone's going to rank. And Leif and I, we always do one one girl who we think is going to win and we do one guy who we think is going to win. And Leif and I both agreed on Hannah and Xavier. Those, those were our two yeah. final two. And it's for that exact reason. Which is so crazy because, mm-hmm. and Xavier ended up winning. So that's, mm-hmm. that's amazing. So you guys got it right. Literally. But yeah. I will say like the biggest thing that I learned in that house was there's a difference between knowing the game and understanding the game. And mm-hmm. I knew the game, like the back of my hand, I had watched all these seasons. I could quote dialogue from season 12 because it was so fresh in my mind, but. Rachel and Regan. Rachel and Regan. Yes. <laughs> but I. I didn't quite understand the game and that's where I fell short. I think I was almost too paranoid during those first couple weeks where I didn't want to have game conversations with anyone because I was so paranoid that people would just, especially with Frenchie being the HOH, I was like, I really have to watch what I say around him. But <laughs> even during those first couple weeks, I was like, okay, I don't know if like this person is going to repeat what I'm saying to them to other people and also I'm like just by nature I'm not a very trusting person and it's um it's almost painful for me to fake like I really like someone or like I love someone when I don't and I could fake it but it's just going to come across as disingenuous and then that's going to make people trust you even less so I was like yeah let me let me take it slow I also dealt with a lot of anxiety during those first two weeks where I didn't eat or sleep at all so I think that really hindered like where my mind was. But I think um, after Tiff told me about that master plan and after she was like, okay, here's who, she was definitely the catalyst, like a huge catalyst in my game. She was like, here's who you need to work on your relationships with. You need to work on your relationship with Aza. You need to work on your relationship with Kai. You need to work on your relationship with Derek X and Claire. And I was like, okay, boom, I'm treating this like a homework assignment. She kind of like gave me the wind beneath my wings and I was able to soar after that. And being on the block week four really helped me because that force, like for a lot of people, they kind of spiral. Um, But I also knew that I had the protection of the cookout and I had the protection of Derek X and Claire. So I was pretty confident that I wasn't going anywhere. And I was like, if anything, I'm going to use this week to kind of um, build those bonds with people that I don't talk to as much um, and mend some of my relationships in this house. So I got closer to Sarah Beth on a game level. I got closer to Brittany on a game level. I know they had been saying my name um, in the weeks prior. And after that week, never said my name again. I used that week to get closer to Alyssa and to get closer to Christian. Um, just because I didn't want to put the cookout in a position where Alyssa and Christian were like, no, Hannah needs to go home. Like that is my target. 
and I didn't want the cookout to have to show their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also didn't want to be like, I would have told the cookout, like you, if you guys need to sacrifice me, then you need to sacrifice me, but I didn't want to go home, you know? Right. So I yeah. had to work on my, um, relationships with Alyssa and Christian and Derek X most definitely helped with that because he was part of Royal Flush. Um, I forget the, uh, initial, oh yeah. Kind of like the obstacles that I, uh, had in my game, but after week four, um, I think that was such a turning point in my game. And if not for my anxiety and if not for my paranoia and if not for me simply knowing the game versus understanding the game, then I would have had, um, I guess an earlier head start. And I think I could have done even better. So yeah, just for all future players, there's a difference between knowing big brother and understanding big brother. And you better make sure that you understand the social dynamics of the big brother house before you walk in. I think that's the most crucial and integral thing to your success in that house. I really appreciate you being so like open and honest about everything because every every time we have like an interview we have like all these bullet point questions and I'm just I'm like oh my gosh Hannah's checking off this we don't even have to ask her this like you're we're we're deleting questions off our checklist like you (laughs) oh my gosh you're answering it all and I really want to I want to thank you for being like so open and honest like of course of course and there is one more piece of advice that I have um, that I don't think many players will tell you, you are playing a game with production. So mm-hmm. the cookout, for example, we were playing four different games. We were playing a game for optics, the game that everyone, you know, thought we were playing. Like Claire thought Tiff was her number one ally. SB thought Kai was her number one ally. That's the game that we were playing for the sake of appearances. Then we were playing the game of getting the cookout to final six. Then we were playing the game within the cookout because that's when the season, like that's when it started becoming unpredictable for Mm -hmm. fans and viewers at home. Cause I'm sure you guys were sitting at home like, okay, can we just get to when the cookout becomes final six? Because we know who's going next week and the week after. And then it was terrible because you you and Tiff went out back to back. It was the worst possible scenario after a predictable season. (laughs) I was really disappointed. (laughs) Listen, the the two people who... um, in my humble opinion, especially with Tiff, put in the most work um, to get the cookout to the end, ended up getting cut first. But I know. That's, just, that's just the way that life works. Like you pour in all of this effort and energy and time and people will be like, thank you so much. Bye. Like that. that's yeah. just how a lot of relationships are. Um, so not super shocking. Also not super shocking that the men were like, oh my gosh, the cookout men need to stick together. But I will say I would rather have come out of the house in fifth place to the reception that I received over coming out of the house in fourth or third or even second and people like critiquing my character and criticizing who I am as a person because mm-hmm. I guess I, I never offended anyone in that house. I was always conscientious um, if I you know saw behavior that I didn't agree with on like a, a social justice level, um, then I would point it out. Like if I if I saw not even discrimination, because I wouldn't say that there was any discrimination in that house. But if I saw like any just offensive behavior, or if people didn't use the correct pronouns for previous house guests, or if people made, you know, racially insensitive comments, or just um, insensitive comments in general, I would always block that, um, regardless of the fact that we were 
in the game because one, I wanted to make sure that America knew I don't condone any of that. And two, like it's important for people at home to see that. So kind of going back to my original point, um, happy I ended up like as painful as it was to walk out of the house on a double eviction and be one of the first two cookout members to get sent home. I'm happy with the way that things turned out. And I think Tiffany coming in sixth, like, of course, Tiffany was the best player of the season. She was the most well-rounded player, in my opinion. I think Xavier was the most adaptable player, and that's what got him to the end. Either way, someone said something, or someone said this to me once, either Tiffany or Xavier was going to win the season, and the other one was always going to come in sixth. And I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I completely agree with that. But if anything, that gave Tiffany an arc. Like, she put in all of this... uh, all of this strategy, just hours and hours of thinking and having conversations with people only to get the first boot within the cookout. So that kind of gave her like an arc where people were like, she was robbed. America's yeah. favorite player. Like, we, we want her, we want her to come back. We want to give her America's favorite player. Yep. And if she had won, I don't know if she would have, I don't, I don't know if she would have won AFP. I don't think they do that. I don't think you can win AFP. Um, if you come in first but even if she had gotten second I don't know if she would have won AFP and if she would have gotten first or second people would have been like okay well that's the best you can do so we don't want to call you back but I'm hoping that this gives her the chance to play again yeah the last game that we were playing was the game with production you have to pay attention to the types of questions that they're asking you in DR because if you pay attention to the wording and the people that they're bringing up that can tell you something about the dynamics of the house that you might be missing that can tell you about whether like you should use your money for power or whether you should play in a specific twist based on the language that producers are using. Pay attention to who's getting the most diary room sessions yep. because that will probably tell you that they are the center of the house, the center of the, I guess, the social totem pole, or at least they're the ones um, giving the narrative of the season, which means that they probably possess a lot of uh, game information. Pay attention to the order that people are voting in because typically they do it by alliance. Um, pay attention to the way that people are sitting on those couches before we get before we go into the DR to cast our votes to evict. So there's just a lot that production can tell you without production having to explicitly tell you anything. And that is probably my biggest nugget of advice for future No, that's guests. so smart. Like, I mean, obviously I think I would have like being a super fan, like I feel like I noticed that, but it's important in the game to notice that. But what I want to ask you, so you guys get to final six, huge moment. Did you have a plan at final six who you were going to target first? So um, in addition to those 59 scenarios that I brought to Tiff, her and I worked out, I think, probably seven or so for when we got down to final six. Of course, we could have, you know, stuck with Ty, Xavier, um, Tiff, and myself, but there was just no way that I was going to win. Um, and also, we sort of felt like Xavier and Kai were building something, and for that reason, they needed to be separated as soon as possible. Um, And Tiff obviously had a better relationship with Kai. So I think her preference was for X to go home first. And then for me, I would have probably preferred, actually for me, I wanted Big D to be the first member of the cookout to get sent home. And I know that might sound counterintuitive. Like, wait, why would you want to get rid of Big D? Because Big D, like if you sit next to Big D in the end, you know, your chances of winning are certainly higher than your chances of winning against Tiff or 
X or yeah. Kai or Abba, um, which is true. But I knew that everyone else would be incentivized to take Big D to the end. Yeah. If Big D ends up in final three, I mean, who's going to bring the other person over Big D? I wanted to fill yeah. that. Aza. Aza wanted to take the other person over Big D. Well, yeah, but not initially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> So I was very much like Big D has to go first and then Kai for me personally, because I didn't have the best uh, game or personal relationship with him. And then Xavier. And then I wanted a final three of Tiff, Aza and myself. But as soon as Tiffany won second HOH, I saw how quickly Xavier was able to kind of turn people against Tiff. Not only that, every plan even though Tiff was HOH, every plan had to be run by X. So I was like, hmm, he's a real contender to win, which means I want him gone first. And I remember walking up to Tiff's HOH room and I was like, Tiff, I've been thinking about something. And we looked at each other and on three, we said the same thing. We were like, X has to go first. She didn't know that I was feeling that way. I didn't know that she was feeling that way, but we said it at the exact same time, same words. It was so bizarre. So we were like, okay, how do we make this happen? Because we know that him and Aza are tight. We know that him and Big D are tight. We know that Big D wants to get rid of all of the women. Mm -hmm. So the only way that we can make this happen is if X is on the block next to Big D, but we don't see Aza doing that. So it's gonna, it's gonna have to be either one of us who does that, or it's gonna have to be Kai. So then we pulled Kai up for this like insurance policy discussion. Yeah, because we were like, Kai, we we really need you. And just so you know, X is going to come after you the first chance he gets. And Kai was like, I just don't believe that because I think we share very similar values. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he has a closer personal relationship to me than he does to you. And from what I have heard, you are as soon as you don't win something, you are going home. You're going home. Like you're his biggest threat in competitions. And he also doesn't need you to get to the end. Everyone else wants to take him, whereas you probably need him to get to the end because no one wants to take you. And when you have that imbalance in a game relationship, I mean, that's just, you're never going to make it. When you don't recognize that imbalance, when you don't recognize that you need someone more than they need you, there's just absolutely no way that you two are going to make it to the end. Kai and Tiff tried saying something like, oh, Kai, we just want to work with you so bad and blah, 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 kind of like stroking his ego. And I could tell that Kai wasn't buying it because just looking at us like we were full of phony baloney that's crazy and I was like he okay listen to you Kai well what I said and he I could tell he was thinking about this and he said that he didn't decide who he wanted to go with until like a couple hours before his nomination ceremony I was like Kai I'm gonna be honest with you here because I think you've been honest with me up until this point which I didn't actually feel that way. But, you know, he was a big proponent of honesty. So I was like, yeah, you're the most honest person in this house. Anyway, um, I, I was, I'm really just giving you guys like a deep dive into my game. No, I love it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. This is the first time where I'm hearing it like this. I can listen to you all day long. Like I am sitting here like amazed. Oh, well, I think you're just you. so wise beyond your years. I'm like, she needs to come back. No, keep oh, going. Keep going. You. Thank you. Um, Wait, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, sorry. Last thing. I didn't talk to cameras enough because I didn't know that you could talk to cameras. Oh, I just assumed that whenever I was in a room. Yeah, I uh, I think I only started talking to cameras probably like the week that Derek X left. But I wish that I would have, you know, really given you guys insight into what was happening up here because you can't really judge someone's game based off what they're telling other people. Right. 
because they yeah. can very much be lying to another person mm-hmm. or missing them. But going back to what I was saying about Kai, I was like, Kai, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to work with you. You and I haven't had the most solid relationship up until now. So me telling you that, you know, you're my number one, that's not going to be believable. But what I need you to recognize is that I need you in this game. The three of us need each other. Otherwise, none of us are making final three. Mm-hmm. I was like, they are going to pick us off one by one by one. Um, you have to realize that those three are never going to turn against each other because I had been asking those three about different scenarios all week. They never once brought up each other's names. And I told Kai, I was like, Kai, if anything, they would tell me that, you know, they didn't want to come after Tiff and you because they know that, you know, we're kind of one side of the house and then they're the other side of the cookout. But the fact that they did shows me that they were being honest and either Tiff's going to leave first, I'm going to leave first, or you're going to leave first. And then it's just going to go back to back to back. And none of us are going to end up in final three if we cannibalize each other. And I was like, if anything, I am your insurance policy and you are my insurance policy. So then our final three ended up being named the insurance policy. And he said he was really struggling with, do I go after Tip and Hannah or do I go after X? But he felt like X was being more genuine. And also that's one person versus like infiltrating a tight duo. Um, and that's mm-hmm. hard to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he quite believed that Tip would take him over me. So he went with X and... What did I say would happen? It happened. It ended up happening. So going into, so that was at the end of, uh, right before the double eviction, correct, that you guys were having those combos. Then we see Alyssa go home. You send her out the door at that final six. Prior to that, Tiffany and Kylan were having some, they were getting a little touchy in the HOH room. I don't know if if that was known amongst the house or from what your perspective on that was. Then you have this conversation for a final three alliance. And then Kai goes and wins the HOH. How are you feeling then? Because you said that you just had this conversation. We saw what happened. Did you think that he was going to go after you and Tiff? Or did you think he would come to his senses and follow through one with that little mini showmance or whatever you want to call it with Tiffany plus that insurance policy final three that you guys just had or did you know that you guys were dead in the water at that point no not at all okay well first of all i had no idea about the mini showman's because <laughs> i never really paid attention to kai's whereabouts in that house um also what was i don't know every night i would just like stay up and eat cookies and i was so focused on my cookies and my food that i didn't really like pay any mind to where people were sleeping Mm. um yeah and I was so focused on those cookies for no reason (laughs) like I would make myself uh this dessert called the Viter that Big D came up with I don't know why we called it the Viter um but it was like three cookies chopped up vanilla ice cream and then you would like mix it around and kind of make it like not not soupy but almost like soft serve with uh cookie chunks Anyway, I would like spend an hour every night making this vater for people and then making chai for people. And I was so focused on that that I, oh my God, I should have been like, oh, wait, where are these people sleeping? (laughs) But I did know that like Tiff and Kai had a tight game relationship and that's really all that mattered to me. Mm -hmm. Like I, even with Alyssa and Christian, I was like, yeah, I know she's sleeping up there, but do I care? No. Yeah. I'm just going to continue making my Viter, you know, and my chai. Yeah. Um, and I remember when Christian left and gave her that kiss, his way out. She was like, oh my gosh, did you guys know I was in a showman? So I was like, yes, girl, it's the sky blue. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just so did not like it. She thought that that was hidden? 
That's shocking. She thought that that was like under wraps. Yeah, she she thought they were being sly. That's why I was like, <laughs> is this guy boot? Anyway, um, but I just really didn't care about the personal stuff at all. Like I was there to game. I don't care what you had at Thanksgiving last November. I don't care what your grandma got you for Christmas. Of course, I was going to pretend to care, but yeah. this sounds so insensitive because I have grown to love these people so much. Right. But in the house, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Don't tell me about your godmother and your ex like i i just don't care <laughs> here to game. yeah but going back to chicken pie yeah didn't know that was happening but i i did know that they had a tight relationship so i was like okay it makes sense for the three of us to work together especially because x Oz, like has the jokers on lock the jokers are like x's henchman and henchwoman as in they don't work for X, but I knew that they weren't going to turn against X, especially because Big D wanted to send all the women home. That was ridiculous. So, uh, right. So ridiculous. Oh, yeah. When we had that insurance policy conversation, I was like, okay, going in the event that X, Aza, or Big D wins HOH during the double and Alyssa wins veto. And Alyssa had just won the veto that week. So I was like, homegirl has saved herself three times now. She won a veto. She won chopping block roulette. And she won another veto. I was like, she's very capable of saving herself for a fourth time. That's certainly been done before by like Janelle, Danny yep. Donato, uh, JC Lynn on the most recent season of VB Can 10. Oh, Shout I out to all of them. They're, uh, they're powerhouses. But I was like, Alyssa has a pretty good chance of winning veto. And in the event that X, Aza, or Big D is HOH, one of the three of us are going home. So what I do is win this next HOH because I want you two competing at final six. I think that in order to get the power on our side, we'll have the best chance if either Tiff or Kai versus me and Tiff Mm -hmm. or me and Kai. So that was the deal. I was like, I am going for this next HOH, even if that means I have to sit out at final six. So when Kai won, I was like, obviously I'd feel, you know, better if Tiff won, but Kai is like my second best uh, pick. So I remember smiling and being like, I'm probably going to see the block next to Aza, but I think I have the votes to stay at that point where I think like some, I, I think I can be pulled off the block and maybe we can get X on there and vote him out. Um, so I was, I was very happy with Kai's HOH until I wasn't. <laughs> so you got put on the block. And so week. at final yeah. five, yeah. Aza wins. What was going through your head? Did you think you were safe or were like, nope. Really? I was just say from my perspective, that was the only episode that my roommates watched with me and I was freaking out. I was so, maybe I don't watch the live feeds. I'm casual, I guess you could say. Champagne's the live feeder of the podcast, but I just watched, I, I, I was freaking out. I was hyped. I was like, okay, we lost Tiffany, sad, but Aza, second best to, to Hannah winning, like for sure she's going to be safe. Why would she be dumb and target Hannah? And then she targeted you. So I honestly, I was shocked. So I'm interested to hear why were you not shocked? Okay, so in the week that so the week that Tiffany and I were on the block, um, I tried making a ton of deals with people. And I knew that I was on the outs. I must have been on the outs because Kai put up me and Tiff. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, how I got, you know, this house worked isn't the way that it actually works. So I had to be very careful with the deals that I was making with people because if they, you know, cross-referenced or took notes, I didn't want them to be like, oh, she promised me the exact same thing. I wanted all four of them to be able to sit in a room and be like, oh, well, actually, Hannah promised you this and she promised me this, but she could actually do both. Like she could honor every single deal in this room without her lying. So Mm -hmm. that's 
that's sort of like, that was my mentality. So what I told Xavier was, Xavier, I, um, Kyland and I, or I, I tried proposing a deal to Kyland. Um, Kyland didn't take it. So I don't want to come out and say who my target is going to be, but just know that I don't have any loyalties to him. Now with Aza and Big D, I was like, there might come a point, depending on who wins the veto, where I'm going to have to put one of you on the block, but neither of you will go home next week if I win HOH because I will make sure that Aza is sitting on off the block so she can cast a vote for Big D. And in my um, conversation with Aza, I was like, basically to the three of them, I wanted them to think that Kai was my target. Kai wasn't my actual target. I was going to go after X. But to Kai, I was like, Kai, things haven't changed for me. I still think that my best shot of getting to the end is with you. And I still think that your best shot of getting to the end is with me. So you would be dumb not to take this deal. And I'm telling everyone that you're my target, but just know that you are not my target at all. I'm still going after the person who I wanted to go after last week and what's interesting is Kai never actually told X that I was going after him and X never told Kai that I was going after Kai so they were both of them were sort of protecting me and I think they I don't know I don't know so that that was interesting but to Aza I wanted to approach her with the final two deal just because I knew that the guys had something that was pretty obvious. They were always in the have not room. X slipped up to me during the conversation and called me the Brittany Haynes of the season. And I was like, okay, so I'm the Brittany Haynes of the brigade, which means that you just confirmed oh, you guys are working together. I thought that was supposed to be a compliment because everyone loves Brittany. Everyone loves Brittany. So I thought it was a compliment, but yeah, because Brittany went home to the brigade. Yeah, she was the, she came in fourth place three guys so I was like okay that tells me everything I need to know and I was like Aza do you think the guys are working together and she was like no Big D just wouldn't do that to me and X wasn't like Kai and I was like I think the guys are working together and she was like no I don't think so and I was like okay how about this I will keep you off the block at all costs I I will not put you there and you will be able to cast a vote for Big D in the event that he goes up, but neither of the Jokers will be going home. And then I wanted to follow that up with the final two deal, but she just was not having it at all. And she was like, why are you talking to me about next week? Why campaigning to me for your vote this week? And I was like, well, because I'm pretty sure X and Big D are voting to keep me here, which means that I have the votes, but I want to be able to set myself up. And she was like, no, I don't want to. We'll, we'll cross next week's bridge when we get to it. I want to hear about this week. So then at that point, I was like, this girl doesn't want a final two with me at all. Mm -hmm. And what's the point of trying? So when she won, I was like, even if I'm not her target, because the guys have something, I don't have the votes to stay. Right. Unless I'm up to Kai, but Kai won veto. So, yeah. That's so upsetting. We wanted you to go so far. Did you watch the whole season back? Yeah. Okay. So there weren't that many fights on this season. Um, there was, like, one between Tiffany and, you know, uh, Derek F. But, like, mm-hmm. were there any fights that weren't aired that happened in the house? I know Aza and Kai had, like, a huge disagreement after Kai won his second HOH in the donkey suit. 
because um, Kylan was supposed to throw it so we could take out Sarah Beth that week. And what does he do? He won it. So yeah. I know a lot of us were upset with Kai, but Azza felt like Kai was targeting her because Kai kept like it was the it was the like you pick two HOH where like you select two people that are sitting down to compete against each other. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, yeah. And Kai kept picking Azza for that. So Azza was like, "What the hell?" And he wasn't throwing any of the rounds. So Azza was like, "What's happening here?" Um, and I know that resulted in a lot of tension between them. I know Tiffany and Aza had their disagreements at the beginning. They just were not seeing eye to eye. I know Brittany and Kai got into it during his second HOH um, because Brittany felt like he was disrespecting her. But that's really all I can think of. Other than that, you guys all really did get along that well? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wow. even like after a blindside or, um, you know, someone getting backdoored, we would still sit down that night and play mafia and still have a family <laughs> dinner and still cook together and still like be laughing and joking. So one thing that our house did was um, a really good job of keeping the personal separate from the game. Wow. But I feel like what makes the season so memorable or so much better is if the cast really, really like gets along super well. And I feel like after your season like everyone was staying at Todrick's house like everyone loved each other and everyone could feel that love and that's why I feel like 23 is so well liked is because the cast just loves each other like I mean I mean I'm sure there's some people but see I disagree I love when there's beef between the cast members I find (gasps) it that's what makes it more entertaining for me but I love Big Brother regardless but I think Mm -hmm. this season I loved that we finally got a black winner I loved that the U.S. were able to stick strong to the final six because the past few seasons consistently were rooted in racism, racial undertones for sure, lack of representation in casting. But like you said, it was predictable up to a point, and then it was disappointing to see my two favorites go out back to back. So what I want to know from you is, looking back on it, given the fact that you were one of the first cookout members evicted, do you think it would have benefited you better to go a different route than staying with the cookout? Or do you think the cookout was your best bet going to the end? No, 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 no. I think me and Tiff probably benefited the least from the cookout, especially Tiff, because Tiff had such a social hold on the house that she did not need the cookout. The cookout was sort Mm. of like her charity work. Like she (laughs) gave us the master plan that did not benefit her by any means. And we said, thank you. Like, thanks so much for your services, Tiff. Um, But it's time for you to go, except me. Because of course I was sent home 54 minutes later. (laughs) But um, no, by proxy, the cookout was not my best bet to make it to the end or to win. And that's something that I knew pretty early on, like as soon as we got to jury, I think I needed the cookout in those early weeks to sort of like get my foot in the door to have a solid, to have a solid, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, the cookout certainly helped me with my social capital in that house. It, it allowed me to stand on two feet in that house because I knew that I had the protection of five people and they could really guide me. But I think once we got to jury, that's when I realized that, I mean, I have no choice but to stick with this alliance because I'm not going to be the one to blow it up. Something that people probably don't consider or something that people probably haven't considered is the fact that I am mixed. I am half black and I'm half Asian, more specifically Indian. And I was like, if there are two people that cannot afford to blow up this alliance, it's me and Kylan, who's the other person um, that's mixed within the cookout. Because I do not people, I I don't need people saying that I'm anti-black or that I just used the cookout, but didn't 
fully grasp or support the mission. So I was like, I will not go near blowing up this alliance. But yes, it's it's something that I realized pretty early on in the jury phase. Like this, this is not helping my game. I would have been much better off sticking with Derek X, Claire, Tiffany, Alyssa, and Kyland, the original six that I wanted to work with, because I think at that point, who would have targeted me out of those six? Maybe, no, literally, I think everyone would have probably been incentivized to take me to the end. Like, I don't see Tiff coming after me. I don't see Claire coming after me, DX coming after me, Alyssa coming. Like I had a final two with all of those people except Mm -hmm. Kai. So maybe Kai would have come after me, but I just think my chances would have been a lot higher riding with the agency plus Alyssa than riding with the cookout. The cookout benefited the men. Let's Mm -hmm. be real here. But I think Asa was always going to make it to finale night. Xavier without the cookout would have probably been an early jury boot. But I do hate when people say, same with Kai, but I hate when people say like, oh, um, he only made it to the end because of the cookout. Well, I mean, that's kind of the job of an alliance. That's the point of an alliance. Yeah. Right. So, (laughs) yeah. So I, I don't think. People definitely look at Cookout as a different alliance, which yes, it is because we never once turned against each other and never even thought about it. But at the end of the day, it's an alliance at its core. So I don't think that Xavier's win should be discredited just because he relied on his alliance. That's kind of the whole point. But I am not regretful that the Cookout did its thing this season at all because we stood for so much more um than Mm -hmm. the game of big brother um we made history if i had you know chosen to stuck by the agency plus Alyssa in 20 years my name probably would not be remembered but because of my affiliation and membership within the cookout us six are cemented in bbus history and as a fan as a super fan that's really all you want. And it's it's been so heartwarming and it's made it worth it to have black fans or just fans of color come up to us and say, thank you. Um, it was so nice to be able to see six black people in one season. So we didn't feel like we had to root for the token black character just because mm-hmm. that's the only representation that we have. We got to see the diversity within the black community because all six of us are so different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, that's meant the world. And then also to have former black house guests just say like we struggled and went through something so traumatic where a lot of us were the victims of racism um and bigotry and prejudice and discrimination on our seasons so that you guys could do what you did that to me makes it all worth it i can't go back and be like oh well i wish i would have you know done this so i would have gotten to third place i mean part of me does but (laughs) 75 percent of me is glad that the cookout did exactly what we came no, do. it was very mm-hmm. impressive. And I loved when you guys were at Todrick's house. I remember seeing it on Instagram. Like, uh, Bailey and Devon came to surprise you guys. And, oh, my gosh, that – I was, like, all my favorite people, like, all in one room. Like, how was yeah. how was that meeting Bailey and Devon for the first time? Oh, my God. Well, I still talk to them, and I can't even um... – I can't even believe it. Like I call Davon big sis. I call Bailey big sis to go from watching them on all stars and on their original seasons and just being such a diehard fan of them. And for them to be the reason why I am where I am today. Like I really do. I'm so indebted to those two. So the fact that we're kind of like the fact that we're pseudo family now is so surreal. And for them to be like, Hannah, we see you and we thank you. I'm like, oh my gosh, but I, but I, you guys, it's just, it is the, was the 
coolest feeling in the world. So I I met Kevin at Hearts of Reality, and this was so funny because I was freshly getting off the plane, and um, we were at the bar area, and then I see Kevin, and I'm like, oh my gosh, hi, and then I told him my name was Champagne, and then he just starts buying all these mimosas for me. He starts he starts telling really? me, yeah, he starts telling me like about all of his kids, how we got on Big Brother. <laughs> And just like all these crazy yeah. stories, and I'm like, stories. I'm like, you're just really an open book. Like he didn't even know who I was, and he was just telling me all these crazy yeah. stories. No, I loved it. Yeah, no, Kevin um, has. I did not expect to just love Kevin as much He's as I so did, funny. but I loved him because he had me, me and Alyssa. So something about me and Alyssa and what I love about her um, is the fact that we share the same sense of humor. So when we're like laughing, we, we start laughing at the other one laughing. So we'll just be like laughing until we pee ourselves. And her and I spent a good portion of our weekend with Kevin and we were just like hunched over every time we talked to him. And then we would go back to the room and we would just be like retelling the stories and laughing so hard. Her reality was a blast. Um, also, Josh Martinez is one of the most supportive alum. Oh, Josh from BB19. I love Josh when I met him. And I, it, yes. I wasn't expecting that because I feel like sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. he can take some heat from like the challenge. But I was not expecting to like Josh the way Laith knows. Laith knows. I was telling Laith, I was like. Yeah, she called me like obsessed with him after <laughs> meeting him. Yeah. 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 No, he's so thoughtful. Um, one of the first alum that reached out to me after the show, he he's always hyping me up. He's someone that I can go to for advice. I, I don't know. He's just really good people. Donnie was another just Love precious, him. precious alum. Love I will say Devon and Bailey, those, those were my girls coming into the show. Those are still my girls <laughs> coming out of the show. But yeah, just I can't even describe what it was like for Devon and Bailey to show up here. To meet yeah. me, Tiff and Kai. I was like... It was a meet and greet with, for them with you. They were coming for you. You weren't going for them. So when you got to jury, obviously you guys still have a vote. Did you know at that point, like, pretty much your vote was going to go towards X? Or was there any... Okay, so you were... Was everyone pretty, like, dead set on that? So we pretty much knew that either Kylan or Ozzo was coming next. And if Ozzo was the next member of jury and it was a final three of the three cookout men, my vote was going to go for X. Sorry, my vote was going to go to X. Um, Just because when Kai evicted me sitting next to Big D, he said the reason why he voted to keep Big D was because Big D had done so much more for the game than I had. Which is so wrong. Yeah, you're telling me. (laughs) But I just felt like that was incredibly uh, disrespectful. And it showed me that he did not have a good read on the house. And if someone, you know, doesn't have a good grasp of the game or a good read on the house, you're not the best player, in my opinion. And we also had to bend over backward to insulate Kyland at multiple points in the game because he had everyone in the house pissed when he won his second HOA. So the the cookout, especially the women of the cookout, had to do overtime to make sure that the non-cookout members didn't want to target uh, Kai if they had the chance. Like Claire won the, the secret HOH. We needed to, especially Tiff, needed to make sure that she targeted 
targeted Sarabat. So I felt like we, like Kai reached the benefits of the cookout without putting in, I mean, he put in a lot of work. Um, he was very good at, you know, convincing Sarabat and Derek X to do what he needed them to do. But in terms of getting the six to the end, we felt like he reaped more benefits than he sowed. And then last but not least, when he was supposed to, like, he was over here saying that Tiff was super selfish, um, but he was the one who won the second HOH when Sarah Beth was supposed to go home that week. So I was like, something's not clicking. And for all of those reasons, coupled with how he spoke to some of us in jury, I didn't want him winning. So between those three, X was going to win. Between X, Aza, and Big D, we never anticipated there being a final two between X and Aza. So we didn't even think about that. But if it was X and Big D, X was going to win. If it was Aza and Big D, Aza was going to win. So... We were pretty much like X has the best chance of winning this season. But if anyone else is going to win, it's probably Aza. Right. That's kind of what we thought too. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. Aza, we saw at the final three, she was considering taking Derek X. I mean, not Derek X. She was considering taking X, Xavier, to the end over Big D. Do you think she actually would have done that? And if she had done that, I mean, clearly I think Xavier would have won regardless. But what would that perception have been like from the jury? And did you think that was even a possibility that she would do that? No, we did not think that was a possibility because we were like, her and Big D are you know, attached at the hip, there's just no way that she wouldn't want to take her best friend to the end because that's the type of game that she played. Plus, I mean, Big D would have been easier to beat than X. Um, X and her would have been a much closer call. For me, I would have probably voted for Aza in that instance because Aza was the one who took me out. And I would have loved for her to say like, yeah, you guys thought that me taking Hannah out was a bad move, but obviously I needed to take Hannah out in order for me to win. I would have loved for her to, excuse me, have been able to say that. So my vote would have gone uh, to Aza. I think she would have had Britney's vote. I think she could have possibly had Tiff's vote, could have possibly had Derek X's vote. So I I think it would have been um, a close call. But in hindsight, it's easy for us to be like, oh, the vote would have been five to four. Aza would have won. But at the time, knowing what we knew, I think it would have probably leaned in X's favor because we all thought he was this like super strategist. We really thought like, oh, everything that he's doing is intentional. And then coming out of the house, I was like, mm, okay, some of some of these things happened by luck. Mm-hmm. But however you get to the end, right? So it, it's mm-hmm. hard to say. Okay. Um, so then Big Brother ends, and then we see that you guys all become best friends with Todrick Hall. You guys stay at his house for a couple months afterwards, or sometimes, didn't you guys even stay there for even, like, months afterwards? Um, it was a long period just of time. Just three weeks, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. I guess I just had a bad yeah. perception of it. But it was a long time you guys were there. You guys were really good friends with him. Um, what was that relationship like? How did you guys develop that? Was it like he just, like, reached out to you immediately, and you guys were like, okay, cool, we're going to Todrick's after to celebrate the finale or what how did that develop because it felt like it was like the big bb23 thing post um the season ending yeah okay so he reached an official party so um why don't you just come over to my house so we went over to his place right after finale was filmed. And then our Airbnb was up like two days later. So Tiff texted Todrick and was like, hey, I have six people with me. Can we stay with you? And he was like, yeah, the more the merrier. Oh, wow. So yeah, we ended up staying. I think I was going to leave that Tuesday. I was going to hang out with my sister for a few days. But Tiffany, Kyland, and Derek X convinced me to stay till Saturday. 
So I did. Then I was going to leave on Saturday. And then they convinced me to stay until the following Sunday. So, yeah, I just, we, we never left. But we had so much fun I'm during sure. BB23. In some ways, it was more fun than the house. We were just, like, we were definitely on a high from the season. And we were running off adrenaline. And we weren't sleeping. And we were just going out and meeting fans and dancing and watching movies and TV and our season back. And I don't know, I I definitely, because of BB 23.5, I was like, okay, I can actually have relationships with these people outside of the game. Like I knew that I wanted to, but I don't know how realistic it was. And that just kind of showed me that regardless of whether we talk every day, once a month, once every two months, like I just have a lot of love for these people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, so Todrick went on to go on Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother season three And he got a lot of backlash for um, just how he behaved on that show. What was it like from your perspective being his friend? And was there anything that happened outside of the show that you can tell us about regarding the backlash of Todrick and Celebrity Big Brother 3? Yeah, okay. So with um, any friend of mine, if, you know, I have uh, something to say about their behavior or their actions that I don't agree with, I'm going to keep it offline. I mean, when have you, Mm -hmm. like, even with Brent, when have I ever address that online because these are like real relationships. So I think a lot of people were expecting me to drag him offline, but that's not my style. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you know, if he's in the house, he's not going to see my comments. So that's not going to be, that's not going to make for a productive change. Meaning what are you really trying to accomplish here? So I did wait until after he got out of the house to have some conversations with him. I just kind of let him know um, what I felt about certain things that he said or certain things that he did. Game I think he played a very big brother game and unfortunately it was too intense for a celebrity big brother season so that's part of the reason why he stuck out like a sore thumb because I think he saw like he's seen a a shit ton of seasons yeah so I think he probably felt like okay acting like evil dick is you know acceptable or acting like Josh Martinez is acceptable but in that context it just it was not it what was I gonna say oh yeah but it was just it was really um weird and also difficult dealing with the negativity and hatred towards me online because that's something that I didn't really experience after my season and for me to get flack not for my own actions but for the actions of someone else that I'm loosely associated with I was like this doesn't even make sense like why are you guys acting like I'm him why are you guys acting like I have to answer for him why are you guys acting like the cookout and him are one is it just because we're all black because if you know Christmas were to do something all types of crazy no one would be like Claire you know we hate Christmas we hate Christmas up in here (laughs) oh yeah no I I do not like Christmas at all No, I'm not going to fight her because she would pummel me. But um, Christmas, if you're watching this, I don't like you. (laughs) It's unanimous. We all don't like her. It was just, uh, it was hurtful. Just hearing some of the comments that people were making about about me, not even because of what I did, but because of what Mm -hmm. someone else was saying. I was like, please guys, just be nice to me, please. Yeah. Oh, you're still, you're still loved. But um, okay, so we, on my TikTok, I had asked out everyone wants to hear this podcast so bad um so I have some questions just from my followers and we can do this like kind of like speed round kind of thing so how was eating the slop slop was so good I don't know why people complain about it yeah I would eat slop even when I wasn't on slop no way what does it say like oatmeal yeah, it's just oatmeal. Like we would do oatmeal bars, we would do slop chips, we would do slop cereal, slop rice, slop smoothies, slop oatmeal. Like we just came up with so many, well, not we, really just uh, Alyssa, 
Aza and Derek X. They they were the the chefs, the slop chefs for sure. Wow. And Kylan. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. There was so much you could do with it. So I mean, I feel like I know this answer, but who is your favorite Big Brother players? My favorite Big Brother player? Yeah. Or players. Oh. Okay, well, personality-wise, Davon and Enzo. Davon Bailey and Enzo. Gameplay-wise, Vanessa. Oh, I love mm-hmm. Vanessa. Oh, love Vanessa. That's such a good answer. Um, so yeah. if you could be casted on any other season of Big Brother, what season would you have wanted to go on? Mm, good question. Um, I think I would have done well on season 18, probably. Okay. Ooh, okay. Actually, no, that's a lie. Season 16, because no one knew how to play that game except Derek. Um, <laughs> so I think it was cranky somewhat. So I think it would have been easy to maneuver that house. Okay. Would you ever go on Survivor, The Challenge, or The Amazing Race? Any of those three? If so, which one would be your priority? The Amazing Race. Um, no to The Challenge and no to Survivor. If you were on The Amazing Race, who would your who would you want your partner to be? Tiffany, um, or Xavier. Ooh. Okay. And you said no to the challenge. We know that the challenge CBS has, has filmed and it's coming out. So the challenge USA, where did, were you contacted to go on that show? If you can reveal that. The challenge CBS. Yeah. So yes, I was, um, contacted, but because of school, um, I wasn't able to do it. Although I'm not the most, like you guys know this, I'm not a very physical person. I'm not an athlete where I shine is where I get to use my mind. So for that reason, probably no to the challenge. With Survivor, I don't think I could go that long without eating. I really don't think I could. Like my favorite part of the day in the Big Brother house was making my Viter <laughs> and making my chai. So there's no way. And then the Amazing Race for sure, because I could easily take off school for just three weeks to go film. And what was the most surprising part about being on Big Brother? Well, probably the fact that you're playing a game of production. Okay. And would you play Big Brother again, given the chance? Yes, 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 and yes. There's yes, 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 and yes. Um, I, For a hand of victory. We want to see it. I, you know, I, I really hope that I'm able to come back. I think I'm young enough to where they could bring me back in a decade and I will still be at my prime. I think it would be really cool if I was able to come back in my mid to late 20s because I think people would, resp- if I was able to come back as a doctor, People may see that as a threat, but I think people would just respect me a lot more and they would be more inclusive of me in alliances and they wouldn't like dismiss me and write me off as this, you know, little girl. So yeah, I would love to come back. Playing the game once was just everything that it could have ever been and more. Like that, that is the most fun that I've ever had in my life. Just being able to use your brain in that capacity, because that's something that I'm like, I'm never going to be able to use my brain in that way ever again well I just I had a blast and I would love to come back because I feel like I just tapped into my potential so I think it would be really cool to come back when I'm a bit older um when I know who I am a bit more and really be able to actualize that potential and yeah I would go I would them to go back and if you said you needed to be in that house for the next 2,000 days done 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 and done I'll do it yay yeah it made me that much more obsessed with the game because I had such a good experience the first time around Well, Hannah, is there anything we haven't discussed that you want to share with our listeners? 
No, no. I, I think we, to be honest, this was more of like a deep dive that I, I love it though. Thank you. You guys can even call it deep dive with Hannah Chata. That's the title done. Thank you for taking that effort away from me for having to name the, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people who may be in the running for BB24 or who might want to apply in the future get to see this and that way they can learn some things, hopefully. Hannah, we're, we're trying to be on Big Brother one day. Leith and I. Yeah. Are you guys 21? I am. I'm not. I'm 20. Champagne didn't even apply for this season. And she said she wants to be on it. I unfortunately am 20, so I could not apply. Wait, Champagne, you're 21 or 20? 21. Oh, that's right, because you're in Aries. Yes. Yes. So you and I are exactly a year apart. Lace, when are you turning 21? Uh, July. July 16th. Oh, okay. So yeah. I guess, yeah, we're about a year apart. Mm-hmm. And fingers crossed, maybe I'll get to see you guys on BB25. No! Yeah, yes. that's crazy. I didn't realize that we were so close in age. I just didn't even really think about it. I don't know. I just have always watched Big Brother from a young age. So I'm like, oh, they're all so much older than me. So I just yeah. didn't really even realize that we were so close in age. It's crazy. Okay. Um. So it was so much great. It was so great talking to you today, Hannah. Let our listeners know where they can find you on social media. Sure. On Instagram, I believe I'm just Hannah Chata. And then on Twitter and TikTok, I think I'm Hannah underscore Chata. All right. So go give Hannah a follow there. That was a great convo. That wraps up our deep dive with Hannah from Big Brother 23. Thanks so much to Hannah. This was one of my favorite interviews so far. They just keep getting better. Well, thank you. Of course. And we have a lot of content coming your way. So make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you're liking what we've made so far, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. You guys can find me on TikTok at lolath and Champagne at All Things Reality. If you have any requests or comments, shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast.gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you in the future with another episode. Thanks, <laughs> man.